How long ago was it we talked to schedule the youth calendar? It, it was several months ago. And uh, it's always a joy. He didn't, uh, not the trio this morning. It's just brother, just brother Benny, but I'm, I'm thrilled to have him. He's a wonderful yes. preacher. Yes, he is. You've never heard him preach. He's going to be blessed this morning. Let's give him a Bible way welcome as he comes this morning. Lift your hands and give him praise right now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. 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 one of them bold guys, you know. I just got to thinking. This little dysfunction family from Port Arthur, Texas. Mama trying to raise a boy out of wedlock. Come across an old Holy Ghost tent revival 50 years ago. I got to think about that pastor. Brother, you are right. He planted a church right there. Thank God for men like that. I don't even know if he's still alive today. But there's a preacher come out of that. Amen. We ended up, Brother Clinton's because the church was all, but oh my. Thank God I'm saved. I got a wife that's saved. <laughs> yeah. Brother, they got a son that's saved. Yeah. Some people can't say that. Yeah. Maybe some of your children are on drugs. Yeah. But I'm telling you, God can save them. Yeah. God can save them. Yeah. Got to sing that song we first started singing, Sister Curtis, saying, Here I am to worship. I thought about those wise men. Yeah. Amen. They saw that star in the east. They said, we, we've come to worship him. Hallelujah. Yeah. And when they went into the house, the Bible says they fell on their knees. We know that. And they worshiped. They probably were singing that song, Here I Am to Worship. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I tell you, we've got a reason to rejoice, church. Yeah. We've got a reason to lift up our hands and praise him. Yeah. Amen. Our brothers teaching the Sunday school this morning said when uh, Mary, Elizabeth heard the story about Mary said that that baby leaped inside of her John leaped inside of her praise God Amen. this is life isn't it aren't you glad for the life of Christ he can, he can take an old wretched sinner amen it don't, matter, it, don't, it don't matter how far your children have gone God can deliver them I don't care how low they've gone God can deliver them. Yes, Nothing too big for him. Right. Hallelujah. Praise God. Just lift your hands and tell him you love him one more time. Yes. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. God, we praise you this morning. We thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
Glory to God. I praise him this morning. Amen. Amen. I'm supposed to jump up here and go through the introduction, but you know, I just, amen, ain't much introduction. Just worship him. Hallelujah. But no, I'm glad to be back at Bible Way here with Brother Eddie and Sister Kim and amen, Brother Corey and Sister Carson, all the church folks here. I think it's been over two years since we've been here. Last time we were here, we did a kids crusade, but um, it's just an honor to be here this morning. And appreciate Brother Eddie allowing us to come. I know it's December's tough, amen, for churches and traveling preachers. <laughs> amen. But the Lord is faithful, and we appreciate this church uh, allowing us to come. And uh, we apologize that we're not the Torbert Trio this morning. Amen. Sister Torbert, she, she she's, she's old. She's getting old. She turned 58 Tuesday. Amen. And... Uh, you know, them little quick trips in that little Okia out there gets a little rough on her. She's had back surgery and neck problems and all kinds of stuff. And I'm not trying to make an excuse, but uh, she, she kind of enjoys where she can just let me do all the driving. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But when I get to some churches, they say, we'd rather have Sister Porter than have you. So I said, well, she's not here. So praise the Lord. She's just one of those types. Amen. But we, I, miss, I miss her more than you miss her, or most churches do anyway. Of course, my boy's at Bible school, so we miss him. But we're just honored to be here this morning and, and I look forward to what the Lord's going to do. Enjoy the Sunday school lesson this morning. Enjoy the worship. Amen. Praise the Lord. Enjoy the anointed worship. Hallelujah. Appreciate uh, the music. And uh, you don't, I don't hear that everywhere I go, Brother Eddie. <laughs> yes. right. Amen. I just have to tell you that. Amen. And uh, thank the Lord for that. This church all be this church all be busting out of the seams, Amen. Praise the Lord. But they like the music, but when the preacher gets up, start preaching, that's when things change, right? Amen. Praise the Lord. That's, I like the good preaching and the good singing, don't you? Amen. I like it both. Hallelujah. Amen. But uh, you you pray for us. Um, we we hadn't been able to go back to Jamaica. I was telling our brother Joey there. That uh, since the COVID, things are opening up a little bit, but uh, still they're not allowing them to do anything. They only allow them to have church on Sunday mornings. They were allowing only 10 in the saints or in the congregation. Now they're up to about 30. And um, so they're limited. Pastor Steve, one of the pastors that we work with, we helped start a church. And Brother Corey knows, it, knows him because he's been to Jamaica. And uh, he... He's only allowed to work three days a week, and gas is over five dollars a gallon. And I mean, things are just crazy over there. I mean, and you know, and I might get. Are we on live stream? Well, that, they only get one news station. Amen. You know which one that is. Amen. And I don't want to get no hate speech going out here. I might get in trouble. But but anyway, it, it feeds the minds of these people. Amen. The media is feeding the minds of America today. And they're, they're corrupting that minds, what they're doing. Hitler said, if you tell a lie long enough, they'll believe it. That's how he took over Germany in 10 years. Didn't fire a shot, but he took over it. Amen. He said, he that wins the youth wins the nation. And he did that. That's exactly what's happening in America right now. Amen. But I'm going to trust this, aren't you? Amen. We're going to trust this. We're going to stand on the word of God. 
Thank God for his word. Amen. So you pray for Jamaica. The children had not go back to school yet. They're doing virtual learning. I just learned something from Brother Corey. I'm not going to say anything about it. But uh, uh, they, they're doing virtual learning. Only those that have internet. Where we started the little church at, they're so poor they don't have internet. We we're able to put internet. We put internet in the church last week in the little church there. So the children in the community can come and have virtual learning. But what's going to happen, they're going to lose a generation. Matter of fact, what's happening is they're not, when they go to church on Sunday mornings, they'll leave the children and the youth at home and the adults will go to church because they see it more important to themselves. And so they're going to lose a generation. The crime is breaking out like crazy in Jamaica. Of course, they're doing that here too, but it's, it's going crazy in Jamaica. So you pray for that little, you know, I know you may not remember it every day, but if it comes to your heart, the Lord lays it on your heart, you pray for that little island that God will just... Uh, they need revival, amen. Of course, we need revival everywhere. But you pray that God will work. We're hoping to go back at the first, uh, after January, hopefully in February. If things open up, we're just praying the Lord's will be done. But uh, you pray that God will just uh, work some things out in there, amen. And, you know, the gospel has been hindered in somewhat in these other countries, amen. I know several missionaries have not been able to go, Brother Brian Webb and uh, he's in Vanuatu. He, he said he may not get to go back until 23. Amen. But uh, we need God to intervene through this. And I believe he's, he's got a purpose and a plan, I know. But uh, we're going to trust him that he's going to work everything out. And so you pray that God will just uh, work all that out. Amen. And uh, we have a card back there you can pick up, take home, pray for us, put it on the, put it on the refrigerator, put it on the dartboard or something, you know. You know. Just pray for us. Amen. We need all the prayers we can get. And I believe you need all the prayers you can get as well, especially your pastors. Pray for them. Amen. Well, you love the Lord this morning? Yes. Amen. If you have your Bibles, I want you to turn to the book of Exodus, chapter 12. And um, actually, I, I've been up since about 3 o'clock, so if I go to sleep on you, just holler at me. Amen. Praise the Lord. I, and I started getting on my knees and pray, but Sister Kim, she keeps that house like a refrigerator. Is she in here? I'm going to get in trouble. Amen. But I can identify with Brother Eddie because my wife does the same exact thing. Amen. She's up at that age where she's hot and I'm freezing. I said, honey, it's going to be rough getting old with you. Ooh, it's going to be rough. I'm going to be an old man with all these thermals on. Amen. And you know, I ain't going to, anyway, we ain't going to go no further than that, but I'm going to be freezing to death. Hallelujah. No, amen. I appreciate, brother, they let me stay in this house and appreciate the fellowship there. If you can stand for the reading of the word, we'd appreciate that. Exodus chapter 12, let me get a reading in verse number one. Amen. Let's just pray right now. Lord, we love you. We thank you, God, for this church. Lord, we thank you for this opportunity. Lord, I need the anointing of the Holy Ghost. That destroys the yoke. God, I need the anointing, God. We need the Holy Ghost to move that convicts and conveys your word, Father. I pray it only be done through you, Lord, and we give you the glory and honor for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Exodus chapter 12, verse number 1. says, And the Lord spoke unto Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt saying, This month shall be unto you the beginning of months. 
It shall be the first month of the year to you. Speak ye unto all the congregation of Israel, saying in the tenth day of this month, they shall take them every man a lamb according to the house of their fathers, a lamb for a house. And if the household be too little for the lamb, let him and his neighbor next unto his house take it according to the number of souls. Every man according to his eating shall make your count for the lamb. Your lamb shall be without blemish. A male of the first year. Unless he decides he wants to be a woman or a female. That ain't what it says, is it? You shall take it out of the sheep or from the goats. You shall keep it up until the 14th day of the same month. And the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it in the evening. And they shall take the blood and strike it on the two side posts and on the upper doorposts of the houses wherein they shall eat it. And they shall eat the flesh in that night roast with fire. Unleavened bread with bitter herbs they shall eat it. Eat not of it raw, nor sodden it all with water, but roast it with fire. His head with his legs, with the pertinence thereof. You shall let nothing of it remain until the morning. That which remaineth of it until the morning you shall burn with fire. And thus you shall eat it with your loins, girded with your shoes on your feet. And your, your staff in your hand you shall eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover. I will pass through the land. Of Egypt this night and will smite all the firstborn in the land of Egypt both man and beast and against all the gods of Egypt I will execute judgment I am the Lord you could be seated this morning I'm probably going to preach from all of these, from this whole text here. Don't worry, I'm not long-winded. But for the title's sake this morning, verse number four, I'll use for my title. He said, if the household be too little for the lamb, let him and his neighbor next unto his house take it according to the number of souls. Every man according to his eating shall make your count. For the lamb. He said the household be too little. For the lamb. Invite your neighbor over. The thought this morning is. How big is the lamb in your house? How big is he? How big he didn't say if the lamb be too big for the house because he's never too big for the house. Yeah. But if the household, or not too, too little for the house, excuse me. He's never too little for the house. Right. He's all the house needs is that lamb. In the introduction this morning, we, we know the story here. That God is about to deliver Egypt's last plague of judgment. Amen. We know that he has delivered nine plagues up to this point. But when he gets to the tenth plague. That tenth plague affects everybody. Not just Egypt. It affects Israel in Egypt. 
He said that the death angel will be smiting the firstborn of every household and every beast that does not have the blood applied to their doorpost. He also said that he's going to execute judgment upon the gods. Thank you, brother. Of Egypt. I read that thought the other day in this message here. And you know, when you preach a message and you travel, you preach it a couple of times, the Lord adds some things to it to me sometimes. But some preachers say, I don't preach the same message. I don't know. I don't know where they get that from, but I do in some places. Amen. And I don't, I don't line it up. I'm preaching a revival. I don't line these five messages up. I don't do that either. Amen. Because what I preach here, I might not even preach down the road. But, but, but this thought came to me. I read this. He said, I will execute judgment upon the gods of Egypt. Amen. He said, I am the Lord. Hallelujah. How many believes he's still God this morning? Amen. It, I, I said he is still the Lord. Hallelujah. I know that he spoke that back in the days of Moses. And I believe he was still the Lord all through the pages of this book. And in the year of 2021, going into 22, he is still the Lord. Hallelujah. He is still God Almighty. Amen. It doesn't matter what the liberalists say. It doesn't matter what our leaders say. It doesn't matter what they try to do. He is is still God. He's sovereign. He's almighty. It doesn't matter. Amen. And when I read that thought, I thought, I said, God, is there going to come a time that you're going to execute judgment upon the gods of America? Are you really going to, are you, if you're still the Lord, you will do that. Amen. How many knows he's sovereign? I read this morning in the news and, you know, Texas, I'm from Texas. Don't worry, I'm not going to mess up your live stream. I'm from Texas, hallelujah. That's God's country, right? I, I, we got a wonderful governor. He's trying, to, he, he's trying to ban abortion. Amen. I like that, don't you? But one governor in another state is all upset. <laughs> he said, we're going to become an abortion sanctuary. Amen. I read that this morning about 4 o'clock, Brother Eddie. And you, you, you probably could have smelt my blood boiling when I read that. And you know, so you say, why you I just happened to look on the news or on my phone on Fox News and, and read this article here. Uh, and you know, and you know, I'm, I'm from Texas, so I'm interested in the news a little bit. Uh, and you know, he says, we're going to become an abortion uh, sanctuary. Uh, and I, I thought, Lord, I said, that man is going to pay for what he is doing and what he's involved in. Uh, amen. My God is still on the throne, church. Uh, I said, he's still on the throne. Uh, they can try to disrupt the church. Uh, they can try to throw us out. And I'll tell you, it's coming down the pike. God help us in this hour. Let us be a church that'll preach Christ, that'll stand for that book right there. It doesn't matter, amen, what they say, what they do. I'm going to stand for this book. Hallelujah. He's going to have the final word, church. I said, God's going to have the final word. No matter what man says, no matter what the leader of our country say, God's going to have the final word. 
He's going to execute judgment upon their gods. And the reason we, the reason they want to practice abortion because of their god of immorality. Their god of sex. Amen. And population control. Oh, God, help me this morning. I know, I know I'm not preaching. I know you've heard stuff like this before. But it's, it just burns, stirs in me. Amen. God, give us preachers in this hour that'll stand up and preach the word. I know yours does. But oh, I've seen them backing down, Brother Eddie. They're backing down from this book. It doesn't matter if their children are doing it or not. We still got to stand on this book. Hallelujah. I said we've still got to stand on this. He is the Lord God Almighty. God, I'm serving a true and a living God. I'm serving a God that's in control of it all. Hallelujah. God, let me lift up Christ in this hour. Let me go on. He's going to execute judgment. He executed the judgment upon Egypt's gods. He struck down the objects of Egypt's worship. Amen. According to Jewish tradition, the idols of Egypt were all on that night broken in pieces. You can read in Numbers 33 and verse 4, Isaiah chapter 19, verse 1. For the Egyptians, uh, Numbers 33 and 4 says, For the Egyptians buried all their firstborn. This is after which the Lord had smitten among them upon their gods also. The Lord executed. Amen. That's past tense. He executed judgment upon their gods. Oh, hallelujah. I'm not even going to get to my message, Brother Eddie. I want to let you know, you that's sitting on that pew right there, you serve the true God. You serve a God that's still on the throne. He's not dead, church. It may look like there's no activity of God. In, in some areas I've been in a few places the last couple months I can tell you God ain't moving there Amen But God help us He's still on the throne He is the Lord God Almighty I want you to leave encouraged this morning I'm going to serve Him No matter what Thank God for my brother there That said a lady needed prayer right in the store At a Walmart With greasy fried chicken hands He laid it on her and began to pray God give us a church that'll stand up and not be afraid to do anything like that. God deal with us! Lord help me. My Sister Torbrick now I've been marrying that girl for 40 years. You want to travel with an adventure you travel with her. I'm not saying I'm bad. I'm just saying she's an adventure to travel with sometimes. She is the boldest person that I know as far as a Christian. And I'm not bragging. I'm just telling you. She's not afraid. Amen. But we have a pastor there at Vider. At Faith Assembly, they don't have a pastor now. They need prayer. Their pastor just passed away. But she's working at the bank. She was a teller there, and she developed a friendship with one of the tellers that were next to her. She was a Vietnamese young lady. You heard this story? Good. I'm going to tell it again anyway if you have. I just feel it. Anyway, her name was Van. Her last name was Nguyen. Van Nguyen. She, she's an exciting young lady, and she's an older young lady, you know, older than my wife at this time. And, but she was a Buddhist. <laughs> 
And my wife became good friends with her. And the reason she did because she liked her a lot. And she wanted to win her to the Lord. She did go to work to make a paycheck. But she realized that wasn't her purpose. She was there to share the gospel with Van. And so they invite us over to eat sometimes to their house. Her husband was kind of retired, semi-retired. His name was Coy. And I remember the first time, Brother Eddie, I went over to their house and I opened up the front door and you can smell fish. Raw fish. And I walked in the front door and there's Buddha sitting right there. He's about big as Brother Cory right there. I mean, I don't mean, I mean tall. I didn't. Fish bump me, buddy. Yeah. That's my buddy. Big old, a big old statue of Buddha sitting right there. And I walked in the front door and there's an apple sitting on the floor right in front of him. An apple. I said, I said, Van. And you can joke with it. She's that type of person. I said, Van, what in the world? And I knew with the apple. I said, what's the apple doing there for? He said, oh, I put it there for Buddha to eat. I said, well, he ain't eating it. I said, he's not eating it. Oh, he will, he will, he will. Don't worry. Well, what it done, it rocked there. It ended up rocking there is what it done. Well, just a short, a long story short, she come in from she come into work one day and and uh and she 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 looked sad. She never was sad. She come in counting it sad. My wife looked at her and said, Man, what's the matter with you? She said, Oh, Miss Brian said last night somebody stole my brand new Cadillac. She had a brand new Cadillac. Somebody pulled it. Somebody got, it was in her driveway. They went in there and started, I guess, pulled it out, took off with it. She said, they, they hadn't found my Cadillac yet. I, she said, oh, Van, that's terrible. Well, my wife didn't say much about it. She came back the next day to work, and she's still sad. On the third day, she came back. She said, oh, she's still sad. They hadn't found my Cadillac yet. She said, oh, Miss Brynn. She said, I've been asking Buddha to find that car for me. He man it in her Vietnamese language, you know, in their accent. And she said, but she hadn't, he hadn't found it yet. And all Sister T spoke up. Said, oh, Miss Van, let me just ask you one question. Can I pray to my God? Oh, hallelujah. Can I pray to my God? She said, well, if you think your God can find my Cadillac or my car, I said, that'll be all right. She said, she played hand. She said, look, give me your hand. She grabbed her hand right there. I don't know why I'm saying this. She grabbed her hand right there. She begin to pray in that bank and I, I, I dare the manager to try to fire hallelujah she walked off it didn't matter to her but oh she, she prayed she said oh God you know I serve the living God I serve Jesus Christ you got to, you got to name his name sometimes folks Amen. I know it's not just in a name but it is the name that's above every name the name that I live in hallelujah that life of Christ she said in the name of Jesus I pray you bring that car back hallelujah and when she got through praying under her breath and she said Buddha I rebuke you in the name of Jesus oh hallelujah she didn't say that out loud but she said under her breath and said devil oh you get no credit for this the next morning she come walking in smiling she said guess what Miss Brynn they brought my, my Cadillac pulled up yesterday in the driveway hey man go guess what? He, I, he said, oh, listen, Miss Van, that's my God that I serve. He's a living God. But that ain't the end of the story, Brother Cole.
story. We was out on the road preaching. About about a year later, we got a phone call saying you need to get back to Beaumont, Texas. Van had called and said, Coy wants to meet you. He's in intensive care. I said, oh, I ain't going to be in till Thursday. She said, oh, please come when you when you can. And so we got in. We finished that meeting on Wednesday night. We got in, ran to the hospital as soon as we got there Thursday. In that intensive care, it's before COVID. When I got in there, he's on his deathbed, Brother Eddie. And oh, I began to talk to him. He said he wanted me to pray for him. I said, first of all, Mr. Coy, I said, do you want to know my Jesus? Hallelujah. I said, you're on your deathbed, son. You're about to go meet God Almighty. And you've got to know this Christ if you want to make it to heaven. He said, I want to be saved. He got saved right there. I said, he got saved right in intensive care. About two hours later, he went out into eternity. Hallelujah. But thank God. I'm telling you, church, we serve a living God. I said, we serve a God that's on the throne. You ought to put, the, you ought to put into practice every once in a while. I said, you ought to put into practice. If you really believe in this Christ, he can work miracles. Hallelujah. I said, he can work miracles. Thank God for the God that we serve. Hallelujah! He's not dead! I don't know where Van's at right now. Amen. God can execute judgment on their gods, can he? Now, I know there wasn't judgment involved in that, but I'm just saying. I'm just trying to let you know the God that you serve is more powerful. Matter of fact, while I'm on the subject, when they took that Ark of the Covenant and they put it in the Temple of Dagon, you know the story, some of you may not know, but oh, they stole that Ark of the Covenant, they brought it into the Temple of Dagon, they laid it right there in their, their immoral God, and there's old Dagon staring at the, at the Ark of the Covenant, they come back the next morning, guess what, old Dagon's laying on his face, you know what they had to do, they had to pick their God up, are you hearing me, they had to pick him up, Brother Joey, I don't have to pick my God up. He picks me up. I said, he, I don't have to pick up my God and carry him. He picks me up and carries me. Hallelujah. Oh, God, I want to tell you, church, you're serving the living God. He's still on the throne. Tell the devil he's a liar. Oh, God. And then, of course, you know, you come back next day, Dagon's all busted up. I might get off that man. I can preach on that a little while. He's going to execute judgment. He's going to have the final word. I promise you that. Hallelujah. I wrote this down. Some of y'all, you know, I, I don't have too much of homiletics and hermeneutics in my preaching. So, you know, like Brother Zane Estes, he got it all organized. That's Dr. Estes. I wish I could preach like that. Amen. Yeah, I wrote this down. Of course, I'm getting fat too and out of breath and getting old, you know. I've got to take a wind. Hallelujah. Amen. John Lennon said, Christianity will vanish and shrink, and we're more popular than Jesus now. Amen. Well, I hope John Lennon repented before he died because we're still here. It may not be too popular, but Christianity's still here. It ain't so much Christianity Christ 
is still going to have the reign and rule. Hallelujah. Matter of fact, they even read this. It said, it said that the Pope forgave them for what they said and he called them a precious jewel. Oh, hallelujah. I don't know where he got that idea from. Amen. With them worshiping Hare Krishna. I'm telling you, he's a false god. Somebody shout hallelujah. Amen. I don't know where. I hope John Lennon repented. I'm not the judge of that situation. If the truth be known, he might have went the opposite direction we're going. Oh, hallelujah. But I want to let the world, the devil know God will still have a church. He'll still have a people that will serve him. It may dwindle down to not many. Oh, I, I can preach on the descendants of David. How it got down to one little tribe. Amen. But God still brought a Christ, a seed out of it. You can't stop God, church. You can't stop him. Oh, hallelujah. His plan is going to be fulfilled. The biggest day of idol worship is on Sunday for America. Let's go on. Listen. Israel, it's time to shelter in. Is what he's telling them. Back to the message. God is drawing the line in the sand. There's about to be a separation. This is where God would institute the Passover for a door of deliverance for Israel. Now listen to this. The inst that institution right there. That Passover institution that Moses and Aaron, God had spoke to them. That was not something they conjured up in their mind. Because man would not think of that. You understand what I just said? That Passover that they came up with, it had to be a divine origin to it. There's no way that a man... Moses and Aaron would sit there and think that we're going to take a lamb and we're going to kill it. We're going to sacrifice. We're going to take the blood. We're going to put it on the doorpost. There's no way that a man would think of something like that. It had to be God ordained. That means man had nothing to do with the redemption of God. He had not his hand in it. He, they just We just got to obey him. Hallelujah. Amen. This wasn't something that Moses conjured up in his mind. It was divine ordained by God that they take a lamb. God spoke to them in the land of Egypt. He said, you take that lamb and you take that blood and you put it over that doorpost. Now look here real quick. This is how the Lord would start that process with Israel. He told them three things they're going to live by. Three new things they're going to live by when they practice this. When they institute this Passover. He said, number one, you're going to live by a new calendar. Ooh, y'all didn't hear that one. What do you mean? He said in verse two, he said, this month shall be unto you the beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year for you. This is your January. That's what he says. What he's saying. He said that calendar. He said, you're no longer going to live by Egypt's calendar. You're going to live by my calendar. You know what I mean? I remember working at the Port of Beaumont. I worked there seven years before I went in the ministry. I was in the maintenance department. The first year I worked there for Christmas around this time, you know how companies give out gifts for Christmas? They gave me a calendar. And those guys in the shop, this all we get? I can't buy a turkey for this. I got a wife to feed. A calendar. 
said, are you serious? Well, you know, I'm the little man on totem pole, so I'm not going to say much. Amen. Well, I took the, you know, it's advertising the Port of Beaumont on every page. And I noticed that last week I was in a couple businesses and they're giving out their new calendars. Y'all, some of y'all know, y'all probably got one hanging on your wall or your refrigerator. You know, you got the X's on it. The vacation. I can't wait to vacation. Or I can't wait to this. And Brother Caleb's probably got his calendar marking it. I can't wait to this marriage date. Oh, hallelujah. I mean, I count, ah, hallelujah. You know, the next year they gave us a bottle of whiskey. And they know I'm a preacher there, and so they, they we're standing. You know, we're standing around the shop, and they hand me that whiskey, and I, I don't know what kind it was. Hey, man, whiskey's whiskey. Somebody shout hallelujah! Oh, they looked at me like preacher don't drink. He gonna give me his. You know what I did? I marched straight to that bathroom. I popped the cork on that thing. I said, "Hey, fellas." I poured it all. Yes, sir. It probably cleaned the toilet out for him real good. Hey, man. They, I come out that back and say, what did you do that for, preacher? I said, I ain't going to give you my bottle of whiskey. You get out and get drunk on it, get killed, die and go to hell. I'm not going to be answered for that. They looked at me like I was crazy. Hallelujah. Oh, thank God. I don't want to be answered, answered to God for that, do you? Somebody shout amen. But oh, I tell you, God said, you're going to live by a new calendar. You're going to yank the old calendar of Egypt off and you're going to put a new calendar on that wall. You're going to have a new master in your life. Amen. Pharaoh's, you see, Pharaoh told him when to get up. Pharaoh told him when to go to bed. Pharaoh told him when to work. But he said, now, Pharaoh's not your master. I'm going to be your master. Hallelujah. You're going to tear down Egypt's calendar. We're going to put up a new calendar. It's going to be a brand new life for you, Egypt. How many remembers that day when you got saved? I'll tell you, life didn't begin in the crib. It began at the cross. Thank God that you've been saved. be surprised how I many the church lives by Egypt's calendar. Hello? Egypt tells them what to do. Y'all not getting this, are you? It's the beginning of months for you. It's a brand new life, Israel. Hallelujah. You're not, you're, he probably already preached this, haven't you? Amen. Oh, but you're not going to live by Egypt's calendar. I'm telling you, oh, Pharaoh tried to tell you to stay home this morning, didn't he? Oh, but thank God you marched to a different beat. You live for, for God. You live for a different master. Matter of fact, he said, boy, you got to get up. You got to go to church. Oh, I'm telling you, I don't live by Egypt's calendar anymore church. I'm telling you, I put up a new calendar on the wall. I've been saved. I've been born again. Matter of fact, about 42 years ago, he came down an old-fashioned youth camp and he saved me and he filled me with the Holy Ghost. He said, son, you got a new life now. Thank God for the new life that he gives us. I want to tell you, and y'all don't know this, when you get saved, you change. Hello? Right. Woo, thank you, Jesus. I love that shout. Yeah. It's a commencement of a new life. 
Israel, you're not going to make brick anymore. You're getting delivered out of that slime pit. Now I can stay all day. I preach this message with a pastor and I preached it in three different points, in three different services. I'm not going to do that today. Don't get worried. Amen. But I said, he, he said, listen, this is a new beginning for you. Get ready. Hallelujah. Tear down the old calendar, the old lifestyle. Pharaoh's not going to tell you when to get up, when to go to bed. You're going to live by my march. You're going to live by my, my, my commandment. Oh, thank God, church, that you put a new calendar up when you got saved. Yeah. You see that old calendar? You know it had. I was listening. I heard something the other day. I was in the Hobby Lobby. My wife likes Hobby Lobby. How many of you men like Hobby Lobby? <laughs> now, the only reason I. There is a man's part in the back. You ain't found it yet. Benjamin was in that uh, uh, derby thing. You know what you call that Royal Ranger, that derby car. That's where we went and got the parts to build his car, and I enjoyed that. That's the only time I enjoyed Hobby Lobby. I'm getting in trouble, huh, ladies? My wife ain't here. Hallelujah. And she's going to pull up the video. She's going to kill me when I get home. No, I just, I just smile. Honey, you want to go to Hobby Lobby with me? Yeah, and I just smile. Hallelujah. But you see that calendar? You see Egypt's calendar? I, that's where I was. It wasn't Hobby Lobby. It was another store. Amen. Uh, and they advertised in a concert. I don't know who he was. Old Tracy Bird or something like that. You better write that down on your Egypt's calendar. Hello? Y'all don't know who that is, do you? Amen. That, that, that ain't on God's calendar. Such a day. No, we don't live by Egypt's calendar. We live by God's calendar. He put a new calendar. He said, fellas, he said, listen, it's going to be the beginning of months. And really, if time would permit me, if you look it up, the Bible says when God, when God took Israel out of Egypt, he took them in the month of Abib. Amen. You know, what, you know what time of the month that was? They said that's around the end of March, the beginning of April. I said, oh, God, you're so mindful of your people. Amen. You didn't bring them out in the middle of winter. You didn't bring them out in the middle of the hot summer. You brought it when the weather was just right. When you know they could, I know he put a fire by night. In a, in, a, in, a, in a cloud by day I know he did that but yet he was concerned about the weather he was concerned about every detail of his people church and you're about to go to sleep on me don't do that hallelujah but listen he put. He said you're going to put up a new calendar amen they said you're going to live by a new commandment what did he say get a lamb for a house this was a twofold process he said the only way you will escape this judgment is by the lamb hallelujah oh, I, I don't know if you got the vaccination or not that's your business you live in America somebody shout hallelujah but I better tell you one thing you better have the lamb in your life I said you better have the lamb in your life oh you can go to heaven without the vaccination but you can't go to heaven without the blood without the Christ that I'm preaching this morning somebody said well are you going to preach a Christmas message I am I'm preaching Jesus church he is the lamb he's the lamb that came oh he said you gotta get a lamb for a house. Oh, that's the most important part of your home is the lamb in the house. Amen. Oh, God. Some folks probably didn't take Moses seriously. Even Israelites. 
Just like some don't take the man of God seriously when he's preaching. Hello? That preacher don't know what he's talking about. And I'm going to tell you right now. Ain't no way I would have got up behind this pulpit unless I was called by God. Amen. You hear me? Because you don't know how many times I don't want to get up there. When I first called to preach, I wrestled with God for six years. God, I'd rather go do something else and preach. I'd rather take a zero in my English class and get up and give a speech and about anything. Amen. And, you know, and I'm not saying I'm God's man for the hour, but I'm just saying, I'm telling when God's talking through the men of God, oh, we got to take them seriously, church. Hallelujah. I believe there were those in Moses' day, brother, didn't take Moses seriously. You mean take my little lamb and kill that lamb and take his blood? That, no, that, that's, that's gross. Amen. That, 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 that don't says, I don't, I don't understand that, Moses. We can't barbaric. Taking a lamb and putting the blood on the doorpost? No, sir. I believe there were those that did not take him seriously. Amen. And that night when the death angel came, you know the story? They lost their firstborn. I said they lost their firstborn. I'm wondering why some folks' children ain't saved this morning. It's because they don't take the preaching of that word. They don't take that book seriously. You that are live stream, I'm telling you, you better live by this book. It don't matter what you got parked in the driveway. How many bricks you got on your house? You better have the lamb in the house. I said you better have the lamb. That's the only way you're going to get out of here, church. It's by the lamb and his blood. There's no other way. God help me. He did. But he didn't say just take the blood. and put it on the doorpost. He said eat it. That's where the church stops at. That's where we stop at. Amen. You see, when, you, when you're putting the blood over the door, that's what God's doing for us. When you start eating it, that's what he's doing in us. The blood over the doorpost, that's, that's salvation. When you start eating him, that's sanctification. Oh, don't, don't even use that word. That's a big word in the sentence of God. Matter of fact, we don't dismiss that word. Oh, I know, Brother Eddie, you're getting in big trouble. Amen. But oh, I'm telling you, I, well, I went to a meeting a while back, got a little stirred up. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. I'm telling you, you've got to eat that lamb. It's not just a matter of getting you saved. He said you got to make disciples out of them. you got to make disciples out of them, church. It ain't enough just to come to church. You got to eat the word. You got to eat Christ. You got to let him grow in you. Listen, I want to explain this real quick. He said, he said this way, he said, he said, eat it not of it raw, nor sodden. You can come to the pianist, whoever's going to help me. That'll make him feel better. I'm okay. I'm going to get in trouble. Listen, he said, he said, not to eat of it raw, nor boil it. He said, but roast it. There's a lot of significance in that. A lot of application in that. Amen. You see, I, I read this. I had to look this up. You know, I'm, I'm, you see, there's a difference between boiling and roasting. Boiling is an act that assimilates while roasting separates when you boil something in our neck of the woods we eat ribs those sisters over there they boil their ribs then they put them on the grill 
You know why they do that? Because when you boil something, it draws the ingredients into it. And it also changes the identity of that meat. That's one reason why he said don't boil it. He said, but that, he said you can't eat it raw either. He says you got to roast it. Amen. Roast, when you roast something, it pulls it out of it. It don't put it into it. What's that saying? Christ will have nothing of this world in him. Yeah. Nothing. Amen. And it speaks of the wrath of, of God being put upon sin when you roast that lamb. You see, that's, then that's why you got to partake of it. Then you say you got to eat all of it. Let me get to my main thought. I'm about to lose some of you here. But oh, he said, listen, he, he said you're going to live by a new calendar, a new commandment, and a new commission right here. He said, oh, if the household be too little for the lamb, let him and his neighbor it, it come over and partake of this lamb. There's the point right there. How big is the lamb in your house, church? He gave them a new commission. He said you've got to invest invite some people over. you got to invite them over, church. This lamb that, I'm, that I live for, this Christ that I live for, he's bigger than I am. Oh, I like what John said. He said, I must decrease and he must increase. You're saying, preacher, how do I get him bigger in my house? You get full of the Holy Ghost. He'll make Christ bigger in that house, church. Amen. How big is a lamb in your house? Everything in the house today is bigger than the lamb. Everything's bigger than the lamb in the house. How big is a lamb in your house? What I mean by that, house means your livelihood, your life. How, I think it was, who was it, Andrew? He went to his brother and said, come here. I found something big. I found the Messiah. Hallelujah. He said, I found, oh, they went, they went and told somebody. Listen, he said, if the lamb, if the house is too little, church, here's my point this morning. Don't leave. You forget everything I said. How big is the lamb in your house? He has to be the most important one. Nothing else mattered in that day, church, was but the lamb that was in that house where the blood was over the doorpost. It didn't matter what kind of furniture was in it. It didn't matter how big, amen, the big screen was. But long as that lamb was in there, in that house, amen, I, I want to throw this in. I want to interject this thought. And if, you, if the lamb is bigger than anything in your house, there'll be nothing in your house that, that'll disrespect that lamb. Somebody shout hallelujah. The lamb has to be the biggest. Well, he, I'm not saying thing of being disrespectful, but Christ has to be all of it, church. Somebody said, I was reading the other day, we reduced Christianity just to four walls and a man in a suit. Amen. Some churches flip-flops and a shirt hanging out. Oh, but that ain't the way it is. We take this Christ everywhere we go. Not just right here. We take him everywhere, church. How big is Christ in your life? I was in the immigration office in Jamaica. And our Jamaica, we called our Jamaica mommy. I don't know if you remember Sister Nation. Anyway, she, she drove down to Kingston with us. She's going to keep Benjamin. Benjamin was little at the time. Gonna keep him in the van. We'll be going to the immigration office and take care of the paperwork. Blah blah blah. That's that's a headache. We walk in there. We're the only ones in there. We're sitting down. And in Jamaica, you hurry up and wait. You hurry up and wait. We start service at six. It won't get there until about nine. That's just the way they are. So we're sitting there, and the Jamaica man walks in there and he sits right next to my wife. 
And I'm thinking to myself, I'm saying, sir, if you're not a talker, you're sitting by the wrong person. <laughs> and I ain't saying nothing. I know I can see it on her face. She looked at her and said, sir, do you serve Jesus? He said, well, I do serve him on Sunday. I said, you did not say that, did you? Because this woman knows what she's talking about. You're fixing to get an a earful of it. Brother, she went down from Monday all the way to Sunday. You know why? Because the lamb's bigger than us in it. Somebody said, how, how, can you, how can you go preach like you do? It's, it's the life in you. Believe you me, there's times I didn't want to preach. I'm not you. You preach all the time. You probably want to preach. No. I mean, I've struggled with it the last month or so, Brother Eddie. I've been doing it for 32 years. <laughs> but I get back on them knees, <laughs> start praying. God stirs that life up in me. I wouldn't backslid. I'm just, you know, you may not understand what I'm saying. It's my life. Not because I'm a preacher. Christ is my life. Christ ought to be your life. Your life. Your life. Brother Caleb, you want that marriage to work? Christ has to be the life of that home. Nothing in that home should not offend him. You hear me? Nothing in my home should offend this Christ that I serve because he's bigger than anything else in my life. How big is a lamb in your house? Well, I don't always feel him. No. 90% of the time, I don't feel him. I have to live by faith that 90% of the time. But John said the, those words. He said, I must decrease. And he must increase in me. We know he was talking about him decreasing out of the picture. Let Christ come in into the focus here. We can live that spiritually. I must decrease until I get out of here, church. The only way you can decrease is by eating that lamb. Eating that word. Being faithful to God's house. Being on those knees. How big is a lamb in your house? If he's big enough in your house, you'll want to share him. You'll want to share it. You'll want to give in that offering so we can share it. Somebody say amen. That's the truth. How big is the lamb in your house? Go get your neighbor. Bring them. My neighbor's probably Jamaica. I don't know who your neighbor is. Your neighbor's that lady at Walmart eating fried chicken. We just go through the duties of life. God will give us opportunity to share that lamb, church. I'm closing. I know I said that while ago. What time is it? I think I told this story, but I'll tell it again. You know, you get old, you tell the same old stories. How many, how many of you folks do that? I'm traveling. We're, we're traveling across North Texas going to preach somewhere. I don't, I don't remember. I'm pulling that trailer. I'm not pulling it right now because uh, all that stimulus money, they, they're taking it. But that gas money is going up, you know. But anyway, 
I'm pulling that trailer about lunchtime. We were in Sherman, Texas. I said, honey, I said, where do you want to eat? She said, well, Olive Garden sounds good. I said, oh, okay. If I can get this truck and trailer parked in the parking lot by Olive Garden, we'll stop there and eat. I'll feed you Italian. She loves Italian food. I got this truck and trailer parked, and you've heard this story, I know, but I'll tell it again. You got new faces here. Anyway, we went in there. It's lunchtime. It's packed in there. We finally, we got to the back back there, and we sat down. We ordered our food. I'm going to make it short. We ordered our food. You know, I got that uh, chicken Alfredo. Woo. That's good stuff, brother. Hey, let's dry, honey. Let's put some more sauce on this, baby. I want some more sauce. That's the way I like it. So I'm sitting there eating, enjoying my chicken. And I looked over my wife in tears running down her face right across from me. Now, after you've been married 40 years, you just learn to let them cry sometimes. Just let them cry. Don't say nothing. Y'all, y'all, hey, men, right. learn something. Just sometimes don't say nothing. Just let them cry. She put that fart down and she stood up and the place is packed where we're in that little section where we're at. She stood up. She, she didn't really kind of preach like we holler, you know, but she began to say, the Lord had told me to stand up here in Olive Garden to tell somebody and all you can hear that clean. You know, they use real plates in Olive Garden. You can hear that clean and that fart hitting that plate. All of a sudden it got silent there and I think to myself, I put my fart down too. I said to myself, I said, Lord, if you didn't tell her to stand up, we're in big trouble. She said, the Lord told me to tell somebody that he is about to come back. And the Lord's dealing with somebody that they got to get right with God today. I said, oh God, she done, she done destroyed this Olive Garden meal. Oh, I'm thinking to myself, oh, I'm telling you. And the manager come running over there and said, ma'am, you can't do that. She tears running down her face. She said, I know. That's why the Lord told me to stand up and say something. Hey, man, she only spoke about, you know, it seemed like eternity, but it's about four minutes in Olive Garden. Hey man, my boy, he had a hat on with his sunglasses upside down. You know how them cool dudes do? He done put them on, put his hat down, and dug down in his seat. When I walked out the door, the Lord spoke to me and said, now he's at the age of accountability. He knows exactly what he's doing. I told him that. But anyway, I she sat down I tried to finish my meal, but I about choked me. That chicken about choked me, you know. I said, honey, we got to go. I'm not looking too much. We got up. A woman run over there and fell on my wife's shoulder right there at Olive Garden. Began to weep and cry. She said, ma'am, that's who you were talking to me. That was God talking to me. Hallelujah. I said, oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Somebody said, Why? And I'm afraid to go to Olive Garden now with her. Not really. Somebody said, why would you do that? Because the lamb's bigger in us, or in her for sure, than anything else. Anything else. Listen, I know God has spoke to some of you in places that you thought, no, ain't no way I'm going to do this. How big is a lamb in your house? I'd lie to you if he had tell you he didn't speak to me a few times. He has, and I didn't obey him. I'm gonna get a survey right now. I want you to be honest. How many God has spoke to you in some places to share the gospel? And you, you said I didn't do it. Raise your hand. All of us, most of us. I'm not preaching on your bad points. I'm just saying we we can repent of that and say, God, let this lamb be. Let it be my life. 
You're not coming out of that house with that firstborn alive unless the blood's over the door. I want every head bowed, every eye closed right now. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, I didn't need to preach on how important that lamb is all through the book of this Bible, this word of God. Lamb, the lamb, the lamb. There was a lamb born that day that we celebrate here in a few days. When you get to heaven, you're going to see the lamb that was slain before the foundation of the world. That word lamb is mentioned 26 times in the book of Revelation. He's the focus of Revelation. I want, I want, I want you to know this morning. He loves you this morning. I prayed this morning. Now I know, I say, God, let Holy Ghost conviction deal with us. Not because of who I am or where I am. Let Holy Ghost conviction deal with us right now. Thank God for conviction, church. How many raise their hands and say, Brother T, I have to admit that lamb hadn't been that big in my house. I need God to help me this morning. Would you pray for me right now? I want you to raise your hand right now. Come on, don't be afraid. I see that hand. 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 Maybe you're not even saved this morning. I see that hand. You're not even saved this morning. You're not going to make it without the blood applied to your life, beloved. Nothing else matters. I got a lot of friends that died with COVID. But I can tell you, they were covered by the blood. Their sins were covered by the blood. You better take God seriously. You better take him seriously. You'd have to be a blind. You'd have to realize you, you couldn't see what's going on today in America. We're in the last days, folks. You say, preacher, I'm not saved. I don't know this lamb. Would you pray for him this morning? Raise your hand right now. Come on. I assume everybody's saved. You may be backslid this morning. I don't know. I don't care what you got parked in the driveway. It doesn't matter if you live in a 5,000 square foot home. That's nice. I'm glad for you. But is the blood applied to your life? Is the lamb the most important one in that home? You that raised your hand this morning, I want you to stand right now. Come on, be honest with God. God dealt with your heart. I want you to stand. This don't mean you're not saved. That's why we have church. Come on, there's some mothers raise their hand. How big is a lamb in your house? I want you to step out of that pew and come to this altar right now and find your place to pray. Come on, beloved. Thank God for these men. Hallelujah. What about it, ladies? How big is a lamb in your house? Will you share him? Is the blood applied? Is the lamb the most important one? Is Christ the most important one in that house? Come on, church. Let's find a place to talk to him right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank God for the blood. Thank God for the lamb. 
Behold, the Lamb of God would take away the sin of the world. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory be to God, church. Oh, thank God, thank God. Amen. I know, I know folks have got nice homes. Amen. They got nice vehicles, but they got hell in that home. Amen. Why? Because Christ is not in that home. Their children are strung out on drugs. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Their children are homosexuals and lesbians. Why? Because Christ is not in that home. Oh, God. We've got to get the most important one in there, church. Hallelujah. I'm not preaching against your home. Thank God for it. Oh, hallelujah. But he's got to be number one. How big is the lamb in your house? How big? Come on, let's get a hold of him, church. Get a hold of God right now. Hallelujah. Help me share the lamb, God. 